0: Hi, welcome to the Story of Self podcast. This is the podcast for women who want to come home to themselves and do what they came to this planet to do. I am Mariah Wickham, a certified life coach and guide and cheerleader on your journey. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Today is episode 23. Insecurities. I did a fun thing this week and on my Instagram I asked my readers or followers if they would send me their biggest insecurities and I got a wide variety of responses and I'm going to share a few of those and then I'm going to walk you through what insecurities are, what we can do with insecurities we feel like we have, and how to change them, and then I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the Enneagram and what that has to do with insecurities. So it's going to be a really good time today, and I'm so glad you joined us. So let's jump right in and talk about the reader submissions that listed their biggest insecurities. I'm going to share six of them that were submitted. Uh, number one, letting my loved ones down. Number two, not being able to give a hundred percent all the time to the people I love. Number three. How good I have it in life and yet how hard trauma and grief has knocked me down. Number four, Super scatterbrained. I can't finish a sentence. Number five, my skin and my teeth. And number six, being accepted slash acceptable or not being good enough. Now, I picked these six because I feel like they represent a wide spectrum. And as you can see, people's insecurities kind of run the gamut. There's a variety. Um, And I want you to think of an insecurity you have right now. And I want you to keep that in mind as we talk because there are going to be some questions I ask and I want I want you to ponder those questions about the specific insecurity your brain is coming up with right now. Okay, uh, also before we move on, I want to refer you to episode 12, Optional Thoughts. If that's not an episode you've listened to yet or if it's an episode you did listen to a while back, then that's a good one to revisit. It goes right along with what we're talking about today and emphasizes the idea that all thoughts are optional. And so it's your choice and your agency that comes into play about what you will choose to believe about yourself, about others and about the world. Okay. So just as an insert there, that's a great compliment. If you want to go listen to that one first, or just stick with us and you'll get a lot out out of this episode regardless. But let's talk about the definition of insecurities. Let's talk about what it it means even to have an insecurity. Uh, When I looked it up in the dictionary, it talked about it being a fear or a self-doubt. It's when you don't feel confident or sure, um, and you can be beset by fear or anxiety, or not adequately be guarded or sustained. Those are all the dictionary definitions of insecurity. What I want you to think of when I talk about insecurity for the rest of this podcast today is that your, your perceptions of yourself that you view as a liability or deficiency. So your insecurities are the perceptions or thoughts you have about yourself that you view as a liability or a deficiency. Now, my goal here today with you is to poke some holes in these insecurities. I'll give some specific examples related to the insecurities that were submitted to me, but you can use the same examples on the insecurity you're thinking about right now. I want you to have the skills to be able to reframe what you view as an insecurity, what you view as a liability or deficiency. I want you to get good at questioning your mind, at reframing beliefs, at challenging the thoughts that pop into your head. And this will help a lot, more than you even realize, because when you set about to do this, what you'll be doing is eliminate, eliminating a lot of fear and anxiety from your life. I can, I can guarantee that this will be how it goes and, and that it will help because the more fear and anxiety you feel, the more you try to control the things and the people around you. Um, for instance, if you're insecure about your skin and hair, you're like someone submitted this week, you will work harder to create a palatable image of yourself to others in other ways. Like you're trying to overcompensate, you're trying to prove yourself, you're trying to show your importance, even though you view yourself as having this deficiency of whatever your skin or hair looks like. And when we are in this mode, it puts us in a fight or flight mode. This puts us in a place of constant vigilance because we're trying to manage how other people perceive us. We're trying to manage the image that other people create about us. Well, in this state of fight or flight or this state of constant vigilance, we react instead of respond to things that happen around us. Also, in this state, you might feel threatened by outsiders. Okay. In other words, those that don't hold your ideals or don't agree with you or those that pose a different conclusion than you do about things. Let me give you an example, real quick. Okay. Say that you're a mother and one of your children comes to you and says, in a moment of frustration, you never listen to me. That might touch on your fear that you will let your loved ones down. And again, this is something someone submitted this week. And so your tendency could be to get defensive and to start proving that you do actually listen. You're trying to like prove them wrong because this behavior, your defensive mechanism isn't isn't an attempt to protect that wound or that fear or that insecurity. And that's what I mean when I say that you'll react to things around you instead of respond. A response would come from a place where you're curious, where you invite discussion, and without feeling threatened, you let them have their opinion, and then you work collaboratively on helping them feel more secure and and seeking understanding without that threat, without that like vigilance of constantly needing to manage your image of yourself from other people's eyes. So how do we, how do you and I change this kind of behavior? It's something I've thought about a lot. Um, And it's something I have seen changes with because I know this work and because I've been trained as a coach and I've coached a lot of clients on it. Uh, So the good news is it's possible. The good news is that we have tools and I will teach you some things to do this. First, you need to look at the thought that is creating the feeling because that feeling is driving the action and then those collective actions are creating your results. And so our thoughts create our feelings. For instance, if your thought is, I'm going to let my loved ones down, or I'm afraid I'll let my loved ones down, you might have feelings of anxiety or worry or maybe stress or overwhelm. This is a particularly uh, interesting one to talk about because Someone being let down is a result of their own thoughts and their own feelings. And you will always be in a dilemma because you cannot control someone else's thoughts and feelings. You cannot control how they perceive the world, how they perceive you, what they think of the world and and everyone around them. You cannot control that. And when you try to and think you can, you'll just be frustrated over and over. So, when you have this thought, I'm going to let my loved ones down, and then you have a lot of worry and stress and overwhelm because of it, you will behave differently. So, let's get to the root of it and analyze this thought you're having. I'm going to let my loved ones down. I'm going to walk you through some questions and these are the exact questions I would ask you if I was coaching you and you brought this to a session with me. In in all reality, you probably wouldn't bring me this concept. What happens usually is a client comes to me and says, man, I've been having a lot of tension with my 11 year old right? And so we talk about it, and we get to the core of it. And that's that's when I find this belief by kind of breaking that apart, asking you more clarifying questions. So right now in this podcast, I'm kind of like coming at you with a coaching session, uh, like already in progress. <laughs> you're coming to me with some frustrations in a relationship, like I said, maybe you're 11 year old, And so when I get to the root of this belief, I'm going to let my loved ones down. Then we work on breaking that down. We work on what that looks like to you. And so I might ask questions like the following. What does it mean to let a loved one down? Why is that a problem? Were you ever let down? Imagine for a minute never being let down. Like, just erase from your life all the, the cases of you being let down. Would you appreciate that person? Would you appreciate that person that was never let down? And also in conjunction with that question, I would be really curious who you need to forgive. Sometimes we carry around this Mantle or this responsibility that we cannot let anyone down because we were let down many times, and we don't want to be that kind of mom, or we don't want to be that kind of wife, or we don't want to be that kind of employee. But that's a heavy load to carry, my friends. And you can heal from that by forgiving those that let you down, you can heal from that by letting that go. So, that's another path I might take if you were my client, and this was a coaching session. Other questions to consider. Why is it such a negative thing to let someone down? And this is one of my favorites. Who gets dismissed when you're constantly trying not to let others down? And this last question comes from Byron Katie. And Byron Katie has written Several books. One of them is called Loving What Is. And she talks about the work, quote unquote, the work. And this question is one she uses to help people challenge their thoughts and question what's going on in their mind. Who would you be without this thought? So in this case, who would you be without thinking, I'm going to let my loved ones down? Or I don't want to love let my loved ones down. Who would you be without that if that just never came to your mind? Now, I just gave you a whole slew of questions, (laughs) and you might want to go back and listen to them again. Because what I want you to do is think of the insecurity you thought of at the beginning of this podcast when I asked you to bring it to mind. And I want you to do this work on yourself. I want you to consider all these questions, and any of the rest of you that Actually, had submissions this week. Do the same. Go through and ask similar questions so that you can gain some experience in managing your thoughts. The insecurities you have, or as I like to refer to them, the perceptions you have of yourself that you view as a liability or a deficiency are optional. You get to choose how you think about yourself. You get to choose how you show up in the world. You get to choose. And if you don't like how you're showing up in the world or in a certain relationship, that's when coaching is so helpful. That's when these kinds of questions will transform and help you see how to make some changes. It comes down to the story of self. That's why I've called this podcast, The Story of Self, because at the center of every success is the story of self, what you believe about yourself, what you perceive about yourself. And that when we get to the root of that, when we get to those like ingredients of your identity, we can really make some shifts in all areas of your life. So I want to introduce you to this concept of growth through subtraction. This is where I want you to really do your work and pondering this week after you've listened to this. What thoughts or insecurities that you have about yourself could you carefully and with compassion let go of? This isn't an exercise where you shame yourself or make you feel yourself feel bad for having certain beliefs. This is an exercise where you carefully and with compassion let go of those. You can say to yourself, thank you. Thank you for doing what you thought was best for as long as you did. But we know better now. And we're going to think about ourselves in a different way now. Care for yourself in such a deep way. And love yourself with compassion in a way that you can create a future and you can create relationships and you can achieve your goals in a very sustainable and loving way. It's possible. It's very possible. But it will require you to examine the insecurities you currently have. It will it, it will require you to look at those parts of yourself and question them, challenge them, and decide and make a choice about what to do next. Now, I want to give a little insert here. Also into the... The way that the Enneagram has been such a unique and uh, important tool in this path for myself. Um, If you don't know what the Enneagram is, I'll explain that in a minute, but knowing your Enneagram type will really help with this process. And I'll be talking a lot more about the Enneagram on this podcast because it's something I use a lot with my clients and it's something I've. Uh, Learned a lot about my, learned a lot about recently, and it's such a such a unique map. I like to think of it as a map because it speeds up your growth by already knowing so much about my clients. I already know certain things based on their type, and it also invites more compassion in this process of making changes and building a life you love, building relationships that are. True connections. So, for those who've never heard of it, at its basic level, it's a personality typing system. Okay. You might have heard of such typing systems as like Myers Briggs or like a color code personality test. You know, there's a whole bunch of them out there, and they all do have some similarities where they categorize certain people and they put them, you know, in a certain color or an abbreviation like the Myers-Briggs, the Enneagram categorize people into nine possible types and they're just numbered. So you're either one through nine. (laughs) Um, But what is different about the Enneagram um, is that it doesn't just look at your behavior, but it assesses why you do what you do. And this is an important distinction to know because you can go online, and find Enneagram tests, and you can take them and it will tell you your certain number. But what's hard about that is those kinds of assessments are it's challenging for them to get to your motivations. Instead, they are it's much easier on a like online type of court class or test like that to just get to the types of behaviors that are common for you. So don't take it too seriously. If you go, if you run out and find a free Enneagram test online and you take it, don't take it too seriously. It is usually, um, you know, close to what your number might be, but you personally are the one that gets to decide where you land. So don't take the test as like a hundred percent, uh, accuracy. Instead, keep reading, keep learning, keep listening to me. Cause like I said, I'm going to be talking about it more. But even within each number or type, there are a wide variety of nuances because each number has subtypes, there are social stances, and there are other things that make it so there is a wide spectrum within each type. Um, And so keep that in mind as well. But this idea of uh, what I've been talking about, about insecurities They usually tap into your core fears, and that's what the Enneagram helps reveal. It helps reveal your core fears and your core motivations and other things. So, knowing that about yourself, you can then proceed with growing around that and growing with that instead of constantly trying to resist it. And this is why I've really loved learning about the Enneagram because it's helped me cultivate compassion for myself and others, especially in my marriage, and especially in my relationship with my kids, because it helps me see, oh, well, of course, Like, I mean, I know this sounds so dumb, but of course they don't see the world as I do. Of course they don't do things as I, you know, as I would. We all tend to think that everyone else is thinking and behaving in similar ways as we do but the Enneagram helps me see, oh no, this person is built totally different. Their brain is likely to think way different thoughts than I do. And they tend to protect themselves in way different ways than I would. So knowing that helps us all see this path of growth that is accessible to each of us. And it, and it just gives us a map. It gives us this blueprint because we're not just like Trial and erroring it, and we're not just like s- stabbing in the dark, trying to like, okay, let's try this, let's try that. No, it like gives us that map and that blueprint right away. So that's why I find it so valuable with my clients. Uh, anyway, so there was just so much that made sense when I got into this, and I was pleasantly surprised to discover that I wasn't a unique weirdo. That <laughs> there are other people in the world that have similar thought patterns and similar ways of behaving as I I do. And that was a comfort to me um, because it is by unique design that we all exist in the world. And knowing that and knowing that about others is so important. And like I said, as far as what it means for your insecurities, it helps you grow with that instead of constantly trying to resist. So as you consider the different insecurities you might be living with or believing right now as you consider those and as you ask those questions that I uh, posed for you or at least some of them please also keep in mind that this insecurity you believe you have right now is not a liability it's not a deficiency and that is one of the best things you can ever believe about yourself there's nothing wrong with you there's nothing to fix there's nothing to be better so that you know everything around you can be better the path i want you to invite you to is this place of love and compassion and radical acceptance for who you are that would change the world in so many ways and facets you would just be blown blown oh blown away so my friends uh let's embrace our insecurities. Let's love ourselves through them. And let's just not consider them liabilities anymore. And let's also get on a path of growth by accessing our Enneagram type. Can't wait to chat more. And we will see you next week. Thanks for joining me on this podcast. If you want to take this work deeper and receive specific help for something that's on your soul or mind, go to my website at MariahWickham.com and book a beginning call. Or you can send me an email with your questions. You can email at support at We make just create a whole episode around your question. As we part and until next week, never forget that at the center of every success is the story of self.